the drive-by with Freeway Frank. Episode 105 of the Drive-By Podcast is here, is now, and I'm Freeway Frank. (laughs) I said that with authority. I don't know why. I'm not doing my best Tucker Carlson impression, by the way. He was fired today from, well, fired, parted ways. That's what the official statement is. He and Fox News parted ways. Now, I never, I know this is going to sound, this freaks out liberals whenever somebody comes out in support of Tucker Carlson. Many years ago when he was on CNN and he used to have his, you know, little bow tie on. I remember back in the days, uh, I think it was with uh, James, James Carville, who was a Democrat. And I used to like James back then. And I was liberal back then, 20 years ago. And Tucker Carlson was the conservative, the Republican on uh, CNN. Uh, There was something about him I liked, but then I didn't like because he was conservative. And I didn't become a conservative until moving to Alberta and meeting my wife, whose whose family has always been conservative. She's from Alberta. But it's not because of my wife that I changed, by the way. I was liberal when I met my wife and for a few years thereafter until I lived in Alberta and realized a couple of things. And I was like, ah. And it was always something about conservatives that struck me as familiar with you know my thinking i always liked back in the day even though got out of high school went into university i remember voting even at ndp how about that hey eh? my first election yeah, that's when you don't know much right <laughs> by, by your 20s if you're still doing that in the 30s i think you're a lost soul i'm just saying but then again everybody has a right to their own uh, political opinions and allegiances but i remember i remember being a you know, liberal back then but still always liking ronald reagan something about the way you know captivated a crowd and and how he was proud to be the president of the united states and how he spoke with authority but then class and compassion and he had a bit of everything and you know he was a hollywood actor so there was something about him right when it came to how he conducted himself as leader of the nation but so there was always times in history i guess that i that i liked republican leaders and i wasn't a fan to, to be honest with you i wasn't a real fan of al gore or george bush and then the way George Bush, I found, handled 9-11 when he got on top of the rubble and you saw the real guy. I always thought George Bush was very unintelligent, very dorky. But when I saw that moment, I thought, okay, this is what a leader should be. And that's when a leader needs to put aside politics and bring the country together. Uh, that's what a, a good leader does. Now, I know this, a lot of people have a hard time, and it's mostly, again, I say left-wingers. It's always liberals who, they cry their liberal tears. They hear someone like me come on and talk, and they're like, oh, they can't hear anything past what I'm saying, which is maybe I have a, a bit of respect for somebody who has a different opinion, right? And they can't handle that. So getting back to my original message off the top, which was Tucker Carlson. In the beginning, I wasn't a fan of, but in the last several years, uh, I'm not his biggest fan. I, I, I grew some kind of appreciation for what he, he, does, he does and what he stands for. Okay. And now I tried to find the video, find the message where he was racist, find something that he said that was completely irrational. And I couldn't. And night after night, and I'm not saying I watch him every night, but sometimes I'll you know, follow him on Instagram, I'll get his clips, and I'll see them. And there's nothing ever really that crazy that he says, but the world has gone crazy. The world has gone mad. So if you go against the mainstream 
media, MSM message, the world has gone crazy. And if you say anything that is opposite to what they're saying, and what I say, what I mean by there is these these progressive, in my opinion, radicals. Alt left, alt right to me is too much. Okay, but whenever these people hear him say something that basically is in disagreement with what they believe in, they go nuts. They freak out, and many times I say to people, "Well, find the video, find it." Show me what is, 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 okay, because he criticized BLM. Okay, because he said BLM was a hoax and all that. He didn't say that black lives don't matter. He didn't say that he doesn't stand for civil rights. He doesn't stand for that. He said he was talking about an organization, and you bring that up, and they, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. I'm surprised that the biggest draw on Fox News being Tucker Carlson is no longer there. What happened? Did it have anything to do with the uh, the settlement with the Dominion uh, the, the Dominion voting company um, and their machines during the last election? Maybe something that he had said. I don't know. I have no idea. I guess the truth's going to come out in the next couple of weeks, next couple of days, whatever. I see a guy like Tucker Carlson now because he's no longer with Fox. I, I just don't see Fox surviving this because I don't think a guy like Tucker is replaceable. Don uh, Lemon or Lemon, whatever his name is, I call him the Lemon, in, in my opinion, one of the biggest hacks on television. The, anything that comes out of this guy's mouth is just completely and utterly ridiculous, and he proves it time and time again. And so when I heard that he got let go, I think he was definitely, there was no parting of ways. He was definitely fired from CNN. And you've heard in the last couple of weeks, months, him making really misogynistic comments. And by the way, he that's the thing. When people like Don Lamont make those kinds of anti-feminist and misogynistic comments and, and have those types of opinions that he's had in the last uh, while, they seem to get away with it more than when a guy like Tucker Carlson says something and he's just making sense, total sense. And he's not even saying anything misogynistic. He's just saying something that's truthful, uh, mostly about trans athletes being in women's sports but that's for another day and i think that other day came and went on this podcast but when you have a guy like don lemon losing their job on the same day that tucker carlson loses his job i used to find it suspicious is tucker carlson maybe going to cnn i know this is the craziest the craziest thing but maybe cnn is changing maybe cnn is going in a different direction and maybe they grabbed tucker carlson i don't know that would be insane i don't think truthfully though that i honestly believe what i just said because tucker carlson would be better off being on rumble being on uh, spotify youtube tucker carlson will he doesn't need msm he doesn't need any networks doesn't need any big media companies to back them up and that's the thing i wanted to make clear on today's podcast is any of these stars joe rogan tucker carlson charlie kirk list goes on and on uh candace owens or you could p- pick left wingers as well okay left wing personalities all these people most of them the best of the best on either side 
don't need big corporations anymore. And I always say this, and it's the same thing with radio hosts, and it's the same thing with TV hosts. So, you know, I've been doing this podcast for 14 months. I'm a, I'm a little guy here, in, um, a little guy. I shouldn't put myself down, but you, you know what I mean. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy in uh, Montreal, in Quebec, in Canada, trying to grow my podcast, 14 months into it. Things are, are going to expand. Things are going to get better. Things are, I'm, I'm going to be announcing in the next little while, and it's going to be uh, more and more interesting. And that'll mean more and more listeners and more and more viewers, no doubt about it, uh, coming this way. Because when people branch out on their own, when people do their own thing, and people are no longer attached to these big corporations, like I was in the past, you are able to say a lot more than you ever did before. Now, on this podcast, I always say it's always about truth, honesty, uh, realness, transparency, and I say what I say. Now, maybe in my new podcast, coming up with my you know former co-host on the radio for so many years, uh, Freeway Natasha podcast, which I announced a couple of podcasts ago, uh, not that the, the truth won't be spoken on that podcast, but it's that's just a different type of podcast. That's going to be Natasha and I like we were. It'll be real, raw, and transparent, but it'll be more like a Freeway and Natasha that you remember uh, covering mainstream type of Topics. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go mainstream. It just means that we're going to talk about a lot of things that are down the middle. All right. So because it's going to be a podcast for a different type of audience. But if you want to continue listening to, uh, you know, the, the way I honestly feel about things, meaning uh, Freeway Frank at a thousand percent and not uh, Freeway Frank holding back because I have to make this podcast work and I have to be respectful towards uh, my co-host, who I respect very much, uh, Natasha. And so we decided together that, you you know, we are a partnership and a team so that we, we are going to be delivering one type of podcast for one type of audience. So there are certain things you're not going to hear me talk about there. And that's not because I'm selling out. That's because it's a different type of podcast. The essence of what, what I'm saying here is this is a scary time. And it's a scary time when you have people like, you know, Tucker Carlson uh, leaving mainstream and there's a lot of big companies losing their biggest players or for some reason getting rid of their biggest players for whatever reason. More and more people are starting to figure out, and by more and more people, I mean audiences are starting to figure out that we don't need these big corporations, these big media conglomerates backing and supporting these personalities and these broadcasters anymore because these broadcasters can literally do whatever the hell they want you know you've seen megan kelly you've seen candace owens as i said and now you'll see tucker carlson and you'll see other people uh doing the same type of thing but they'll be the best of the best and that's what i'm getting at is that these big companies are going to lose all these people and they're going to go down the same road as blockbuster video and it'll be the end of tv as we know it it's already headed there i mean when was the last time unless you're look i'm going to say unless you're old because i look i'm getting old too and it's the same thing and i was brought up in the tv radio generation but truthfully when was the last time somebody in that he's younger than me all right so somebody in their 30s 20s early 40s mid 40s you know, really listened or watched the mainstream evening news to get their news. You don't need those six o'clock newscasts anymore telling you that. And the people who watch that stuff are old people, it, people who are, have not changed with the times. 
And if that offends anybody, that's okay. Uh, you know what? One or two less subscribers is not going to affect me, but uh, at least I'm going to be true and be honest. That's me. It's my generation. It's my generation and older. It's Generation X. Okay. And after us move on or after we retire and all that, and some of us are hip enough to figure that out already, have figured out that we don't need any of these. You want to listen to a great podcast, you go on Spotify. You want to listen to people that you connect with. You're going to go to Apple Podcasts. You're going to, you want to listen to the music you want to listen to. You, you could turn on any of those platforms I just said, or this platform that you're listening on, or YouTube, or whatever, and get everything you want when you want. Why the heck would you listen to it from some transmitter on a mountain in your city broadcasting a message to you that you know is being repeated in so many other cities with that broadcaster, okay? And they're doing the same thing with the same positioning and imaging statements on their radio stations or TV stations, and they're all following their their message coming in from Toronto, Ottawa, wherever it is, all right? So these big media corporations are heading towards the demise of blockbuster video. They know it. It's not like they don't know it. And right now, the ones that don't have other things going on, most of them are have other things going on. Telecommunications, internet, they have a million other things going on that radio and television is just a write-off. But the ones that just you know are putting their all their eggs in one basket and always have, and they're pure TV and radio companies, they're massive and, and in big trouble because they've never changed with the times. And they're still acting like this is 1996 or 2006 or 2016 for that matter, when in fact, it's uh, it's the end. The end is here and it's coming. It could be two years. They could still be around in five years, but it's going to be a product that is it is so, so stale. It's like people now who still ter- put on a CD. It's one thing to be nostalgic and put on a record and listen to a record, but it's another thing for, to still be putting on a CD because you don't want to subscribe or listen to streaming on Spotify or Apple, which is beyond me. So that's the scary part about where things are headed. So with people like Tucker Carlson, he's only going to make more money, and he's only going to have a bigger audience, and and it's a big loss for Fox News. This is not a big loss for Tucker Carlson, and anybody with a half a brain has figured that out. I've had a legacy Twitter verification, that blue check mark now, for over 10 years. I think it's 12 years. I've had it. And I just lost it. Unless I pay for it, I'm not going to get it back. But I'm not crying like all these Hollywood celebrities are. Not that I consider myself a celebrity. Way down on the totem pole. But uh, why am I going to pay for it? I don't want to pay for it. It's as simple as that. And I find that now, because anyone can get it, and I know so many people people that have gone out to get the Twitter verification, and they pay for that uh, that blue, whatever it's called, um, Twitter blue. That's fine. If people want to do that, that's great. I don't see any value in doing that. Besides the fact that people close to me have said, well, Frank, you support free speech. You support that. So you should support Twitter. You you should pay the $8 to, to verify yourself so people know it's you. I might change my mind. Who knows? But for now, I look at it as why am I going to pay for something that I always got? And because I had this legacy verification, it means at some point someone thought, well, this guy needs to get a blue check mark. And I did. And it was a natural process. It happened. Never paid for it. And that's what I like. So now I just feel like anyone could get it. And and when anyone could do anything, I'm from the school of thought that when just anybody could do anything and just pay for it, then it, to me, it's it has no value anymore. Because it says, oh, you pay for it and you get it. But if you get it because... 
in your career, whatever you do, you've naturally, you've worked hard in whatever field you're in. Anybody at any domain has worked hard enough to get that Twitter verification now has to pay for it. Even though Elon Musk now is trolling people back like the Bette Midler's and the Alyssa Milano's who basically came out crying saying they lost their Twitter verification. Now anybody could pretend to be them. And then he, he basically gave them back the Twitter and then they came on and said, look, I didn't pay for it. I didn't. It made it seem as if they had subscribed to Twitter Blue, and then they had to make it clear to their audience, this is how crazy these, these people are, okay? And these, these liberals, they're nuts. And now they're, they're crying, liberal tears saying, no, I didn't, I didn't pay for it. I, got, I just got it back. I get it. So this is how badly Elon Musk is messing with people, and I'm here for it. And I love it, by the way. <laughs> so... Will I get my Twitter verification back? I'm not at a Hollywood level, but we'll see. But for now, not going to pay for it. I'd rather pay for, uh, for some reason, I never received the Instagram one. I'd rather receive that one because of the fact that I'm on Instagram more and I have more followers on Instagram. And I never really took off with Twitter. I never really committed myself and focused on building a Twitter audience where I have on Instagram before, of course, I was shadow banned during the last couple of years. And, and now that's hard too. But that's another story for another day, which, again, I've probably talked about on this podcast before. Let's get to this thing that all guys can relate to and all women can relate to. And it's uh, completely different from the last two things I talked about on this podcast so far. Number 105, by the way. You ever notice, does your wife, does your girlfriend guys ever do this? And do you do this to your husband? Are you willing to admit you do this to your husband? Why is it that, why is it, I'm sounding like Jerry Seinfeld, why is it that, when a woman comes to the car door on the passenger side, so guys, you're driving, you're in the you're in the driver's seat, and now you see your wife coming, and she's coming. Maybe you're picking her up from work. Maybe she's coming back. Maybe you were waiting for her in the car. She went in to grab something. Whatever. She comes, and she like you have that anxiety in you, right? That you're looking for the uh, unlock button on your car because the, her door is not open, and you know she's gonna pull that handle and start complaining. All women do this. Oh, they're right, right away. I mean, I even noticed other females in my family doing this sometimes. It's like they're going for the handle. It's like they don't even give you a chance. Like they pop out of nowhere, basically. And here they are. Now they're pulling the handle. They're pulling the handle. Ladies, you know you do this. Pulling the handle, pulling the handle. And it's like now you're pressing the button. And if you press the button at the wrong time, you know what happens. It, it's, it jams the car. Now that you can, they can't open the door. God forbid it's raining or it's really hot outside and they're suffering the extra five seconds that they can't open the passenger door. Now the door opens finally. Now they're giving you shit. Why is it? You're, now the door is never open, whatever the case is. And this is, and I'm going to blame, you know, I love women, but I'm going to blame women. Why do women do this? It's like they, they, they want the man to unlock the, the door before they're there. Almost like they want to make sure you were thinking about them before, that you were so courteous that you would have them in your thoughts that I opened it way before I saw her coming instead of forgetting. But guys, especially if you have a clear view of the woman in your, your life coming towards your door and you've had time and you're not on your phone or, or doing something else and distracted and you're looking and she's coming and she's 100 meters away, 50 meters away, this is your chance to unlock that door before she gets there, God forbid, she tries to open it before you and uh oh, it's the frustration of, uh oh, he didn't have it open. So I wanna know from women, what is it about the car door when you open it and it's 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 locked and it's it hasn't been unlocked for you yet that you have to keep opening and pressing that handle like you wanna get in? What is it? Is it because 
He didn't think about it. He didn't do it. He was late doing it. You want to get your husband or man. You want to pull that door and, and, and it'd be locked so that you could, I don't know, start a fight for whatever reason. I ended this a long time ago. I don't do it anymore. I make sure when I catch you know anybody, it can't, and maybe it's not even my wife coming towards the door, uh, unlock. <laughs> because I don't want to get into that discussion because it triggers. This triggers women. For whatever reason, this triggers women. Can you tell me, please, and DM me at Freeway Frank, Twitter, Instagram, whatever platform you use, please, and let me know what is it, if you're a woman, what is it about this that you don't like? Is it the fact? Explain it. And guys, why do we do this? Why are we not prepared? Why are we not better prepared? After all this time, you think we know better. And back in the day, it was easier because back in the day, you would just reach over. I mean, years and years and years ago, this hasn't happened for decades. But you just reach over and open, flick open that little, you know, that little pin that comes, would come in from the top of the door. And it was easier. You just lean over and do that. And guys also, remember from the movie Bronx Tale, would also use this as a gauge as to how nice the girl he was dating was if she got into the vehicle after he opened the door for her. If she would reach over, what kind of woman she was, if she would reach over and unlock the door for him again when they had the old school locks on the door. Now, this chivalry on either side never happens because it's up to the guy to unlock the door and he better do it on time. Hence why I mentioned this, because it happens to almost all couples. I'm convinced. Women, ladies listening in, please, when you want something, you have to tell a man what you want, okay? Guys, I'm telling you, it's like when they say, when that book, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, it is so true. You have to tell a guy, you have to spell it out for men because men, we're just, we think differently. I've talked about this before a couple of podcasts ago, we're wired differently. And on top of the fact we're wired differently for other reasons when it comes to gender and men and women, we don't think the same way. The best way to avoid fights when it comes to anything, as I wrap up my podcast today, <laughs> is to just spell it out for a man. Now, if you spell it out for a man and you tell him and you make it very clear and get mad one time and say, I'm almost willing to bet he will never do it again. If you show enough passion and anger towards something, kind of like that unlocking of the door, car door, he will never do it again because men... We need to be told exactly. Uh, honey, uh, what do you want to eat tonight? This or whatever the case is. Like, spell it out for him, all right? Don't, if he tells you and he says, no, you pick, uh, and then you turn it around right away and you say it to them, no, no, honey, you pick. Then if he's going to pick, go with what he says because he gave you that opportunity. You didn't take it. Now you're throwing it back to him. Don't put him through this whole mess for the next 10, 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out. And then in the end, who gets blamed? The guy will get blamed. And again, it doesn't mean that because a man is wired differently and a woman is wired differently that one is better than the other. Not at all. It just means when you want something, just tell a guy, tell him straight out. You have to tell a man exactly what you want. This avoids all fights, all struggles in the relationship, anything. Just tell him. So the other night, my, my wife says something to me. I'm not going to mention specifically what it was. And she came out and basically said, boom, this is what I want. 
And this is what, and it wasn't nothing material or anything that was, you know, it was just like, this is what I want you to do. I was like, all right, makes sense. Because when you don't do this, well, this is how I feel. And this is what I would like you to do. How do you feel about that? Okay, great. She spelled it out. She made it clear. It makes sense. But when a guy is left guessing, that's the worst situation for him to be in with a woman because he's going to mess it up. Because again, a guy is programmed to think like a guy and a woman is programmed to think like a woman does. Hence why we're from two different planets. And thank you for listening to episode 105 of the Drive-By Podcast, Tuesday edition. You can reach me as I mentioned, at Freeway Frank, Twitter and Instagram, or leave a rating anytime on Apple, review, or five-star it if you're listening in on Spotify or any other platform. Appreciate you being there. All old episodes of the Drive-By Podcast with guests are available on YouTube. You can check out the Drive-By page on YouTube. Thank you so much. Catch you again Thursday for the next Drive-By episode. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.